reality. Hey, good people. This is Rocky with Rocky's Reality, the number one podcast for unfiltered and unapologetic culture, entertainment, and relationships. Tap in live Thursdays, 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, as I chat with some of the dopest artists, celebrities, influencers, entrepreneurs, and more. Make sure to catch us live Thursdays, 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Roku. See you soon. Welcome, everyone, to Rocky's Reality. Today is a very special day. I am uber excited. This is definitely going to go down in history as one of my favorite shows. I have, I've had a lot of favorite shows, but this one right here, this is a special guest to the day that I have, or this evening, I should say, I have with me today, Mr. Hill Harper, activist. Rocky's reality. Thank you. Author, activist, um, not, um, NAACP winner, attorney by trade because you did go to law school. Yes. Correct. Mm -hmm. And currently candidate for U.S. Senate. Yes. So let's give that another hand clap. Everyone, welcome Hill to the show. Thank you. It's great to be on. Great to be with you in person in this beautiful studio. Great to be here. I'm glad. Thank you. Thank you. And shout out to uh, Kyrie Frazier of Detroit is Different. Yes. <laughs> Kyrie Frazier. That's yeah. right. I love it for cultivating the space Absolutely. here. Absolutely. So welcome to our space. And I am elated that you appeared in person. I really appreciate that because a lot of times people are like, can I just do a virtual, especially now that the pandemic is yes. passing or I don't know if it's coming back again or whatever, but I'm glad to see you here in person. I really appreciate how you've just been accessible. Thank you. I really admire that about you. And so. that's what new leadership demands is accessibility because everywhere I go across the state meeting with people who are voters, they say, listen, these politicians show up, we see them, they talk. And then once they get elected, we don't see them again until it's election time again. Yeah. And so being accessible is what leadership is, because if if you want to represent people, you have to be with the people. You have to meet them where they are and then you and you have to give them access to you because then they can't explain what solutions they need. So so I'm running the campaign the way I would want to be a U.S. senator. It's those things are the same, you know, and and therefore uh, accessibility is is paramount. I appreciate that. I appreciate that very much, though. And um, again, I love the transparency that you're bringing. I've always liked you as an actor, by the way. I've always been moved when you were on screen just by um, how earnest you are and how you really embody the role, whether it's a good guy or a bad guy, because you've played some roles yeah. as well. One of my favorites that I like is the dad you played in the film 1982. Yeah, That's not really a film that a lot of people are aware of. Right. They should be. It was an independent film and it was an art, art house type film. And, yeah. and I love making that film. We shot that in Philadelphia. It was based off a true story. The writer, Tommy director, Oliver. Tommy Shout Oliver. Shout out to Tommy Oliver. We shot films yeah. here. Um, yeah. Absolutely. And so, you know, I love making that film and, and, um, and it was just, you know, it was a beautiful story to tell. Yes, it was. And it's when it's, those are the types of projects I love doing because I believe they stand the test of time. Whenever you see that film, you know, I think we made it in like 2012, 2013. Whenever you maybe even before I, in that window, whenever you see that film at any point in the future, 
it's so good that it's going to stand the test of time. And that's what art is supposed to do. Exactly. So uh, exactly. I love making that film. Because to this day, we still love The Godfather and Scarface, right. Gone with the Wind. All of those are classics. He got game. Exactly. Oh, in Into deep. deep. Yes, yes. My best friend was like, he was in Into Deep. I was like, yes, girl. He was. He had blonde hair. Had blonde hair. Looking like Cisco. <laughs> Into Saying, Deep. And the, I... and the line everybody says to me, you ain't no cop, J. Reed. I love it. I love it. So you definitely have um been and you were in concussion as well yes Will Will Smith. Smith. so you've been in some definitely some hallmark films i would say not the company hallmark but mm -hmm. hallmark as far as um essential to entertainment and one 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 of my favorites that speaks to i think the universal black families lackawanna blues oh yes absolutely the murkison and and it, and it talks about it's something that's been coming up in this campaign because I've been talking a lot about the homelessness crisis and the affordable housing crisis and, and what I call attainable housing crisis, because what's affordable in one place is different. We need to talk about attainability. Exactly. And and so uh, she was she had a boarding house, you know, and back in the day mm -hmm. in our communities, the way we dealt with that is is rooming houses, mm -hmm. you know, and yep. we cared for each other. Exactly. And there's a different level. I've been talking about empathy and care and how come we don't care about each other in the same way anymore. And can we bring that back? And government, federal government needs to be caring for us because it's our money that they are using to do all uh -oh, sorts my of goodness. things. Whew. So we'll get into all that. Yeah, I'm going to ring the bell uh -huh. on that one. I got to ring the bell. Uh -huh. <laughs> because you're right. I don't feel like my government cares about me. That That's much. right. I don't. That's right. Um, and, and, if, yeah. and, and if any entity should, it should be the federal government yes. because you are paying into this system and therefore you should be receiving uh, services in return. And if you Absolutely. don't feel that you're being cared for by your government, then that's a big, big problem. And I and 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 and, and, and that's shared by a lot of people now here in Michigan. To, I think the triple blue leadership in the state has been doing a good job. They repealed right to work. They have passed really great voting rights. They've done things about moving forward on the environment, and that's in-state. But when we look federally, folks show up and then disappear. Right, and yeah. that is one of the questions we I'm going to get to. Someone okay. wanted to ask that, so we're going to get to that. Let's get to that. But I wanted to ask first, uh, I was doing a little research and found you were born Francis Eugene Harper. Is your given name? No, that's not true. That's not true. No. So is it? So what was your given name? My given name is Frank Eugene Hill Harper. Oh, okay. So thank you. I wanted yeah, to yeah. clarify. I'm For glad a you long clarified. Time, that's why I was going to ask. How did you get from Frank to Hill? But Hill is a part of your given name. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. so, so my mother's maiden name is Hill. Okay. So my mother was Marilyn Hill, and. She, and then she got married to my father, became Marilyn Hill Harper. Okay. And both my parents met in medical school at an HBCU at Howard Medical School. All right. Shout out to HBCU. So my grandfather, Doc Hill, was, went to Meharry College of Medicine, was a member of a great fraternity called Alpha Phi Fraternity Incorporated, of which I am now a life member of that great body of men. And he opened up a small pharmacy in a small town in South Carolina called Seneca, South Carolina. And he had the only black owned pharmacy for miles and miles around. So he served the black community during Jim Crow segregation in South Carolina. And they called him Doc Hill. Oh, I love and it. one of my greatest honors is that my name is Hill because 
he's the inspiration and he is in the embodiment of that name. And I saw him give away prescription medicine to people who couldn't afford it, trade potatoes, chickens. He was what we just talked about, caring for the community. He was universal health. So that's where you with, you without question, I got that from my, my family, seeing my family and understanding that the only reason why we have benefit is to spread benefit. Mm. Why, why else are we here if right. we're not here to serve and help folks out? We're here for such a short period of time on earth. Right. If you live to be 110, that's still a snap in the in the big order of things. Right. And at Absolutely. the end of the day, no matter how supposedly famous or great you are, 500 years from now, no one's really going to care <laughs> right. about you or anybody else. Right. And I'm so you might as well take care of the folks here while you are here. What are you saving it for? What are you doing? Right, right. And I, and I, I love that because we seem to promote, well, society seems to promote this sense of scarcity. Like That's things right. are scarce and we have to make prices, the whole supply and demand. That's right. So I, I appreciate that perspective. And so did your parents want you to be a doctor? How did they feel when you went to law school? You know, you I, went to Harvard Law, by the Harvard way. Law Barack school Obama was your classmate. Barack Obama was my oh, classmate. Okay. And I also went to the Kennedy School of Government. So I got my master's in government and my JD and my MPA. And my parents, I give them a lot of credit. And I've tried to replicate this with my son is that they've always said there's nothing you can't do. There's nothing you can't do. So therefore, they may have had their own desires or their own fears, but I thank God they didn't project them onto mm. me. I thank them that they held them on their own. And so I've done all sorts of things that maybe they may have felt some kind of way about, but they never projected it on me. They never said, no, 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 you shouldn't do that, or don't do that, you can't do that, or "Or that's not going to work, or are you, you know, and they don't project, they kept it to themselves. And so that gave me the breadth and the ability to not have to deal with fear projection. I think that we project way too much fear You're on our kids. Right. Yeah. I, fear, I believe we, you know, and I've tried to consciously not do that with my son. I remember going to, going to a playgrounds and just hearing parents project fear. Get down off that. You're right, going to hurt you go yourself. Fall. Stop. Right, You're gonna right. And it's, a, it's amazing. Kids aren't just like petrified, right. you know, and so. I've tried to consciously not project fear on my son, Pierce. And, um, Especially not in this world. It's already so many things. So many As traumas. As a young black man. Well, we'll talk yeah. about that when we talk about um, reforming our gun law. Right, right. We're definitely going to get okay. to that. Ooh, we, we, and we've got limited time. And I just want to tell everyone now, all questions, all your questions, Each qu we're going to get to as many questions as possible. All right. But, but please know every question won't be answered, but we're going to try to do the best we can. So. Speaking of Pierce, yes, let's go into the video. Okay, that pretty much was like an announcement of your yeah. my candidacy. This is my launch video yes. called Dear Pierce. I love it, dear Pierce. I'm recording this video for you because I'm about to make a big announcement, and it's going to be tough for us. You know, I'm not going to be able to tuck you in every night or do our nighttime prayers together. But these are sacrifices so many hardworking families have to make every single day. Fighting for what you believe in is hard enough, but it's worth doing when you found something that makes your heart beat faster. And for me, it's you. Yeah, I've started a nonprofit, owned a small business in Detroit, even beat cancer. Served on President Obama's cancer panel, 
earned Ivy League degrees and written best-selling books. But for me, adopting you is the greatest thing I've done in my life. You see, the world you're growing up in doesn't feel like it's getting any better. It's more divisive and more dangerous. When you told me that you were afraid to go to school because of shootings, it's not freedom. Our economy works for the richest, while the most vulnerable have to work even harder than ever to keep up. That's not freedom. At the core of so much of this are too many politicians in office that don't really care about people. You see, what I learned on my grandfather's farm growing up is that when you plant something in good soil, you get something much better in return. That's why I'm raising you in Michigan, a community where people are kind, work hard, and believe the future is worth fighting for. Because every child in every neighborhood, in every town across Michigan deserves the freedom to flourish. I believe our government should work for the people, be a force for good, and protect our freedoms. And that won't happen if we keep electing the same type of people to office. That's why I'm running for the United States Senate, to represent Michigan. I love you, son, and I hope to make you proud. Oh my goodness. I, when I first watched that, I cried. I'm not gonna cry again because I just got my lashes now, y'all. So I don't I'm not gonna cry again, but that is so moving. Um, and as a mother myself and as a social worker for over 20 years, I did foster care for almost 10 years. Mm. Uh, and I worked with a lot of at-risk children who ended up having to be adopted. What drove your decision to adopt Pierce? You know, it's God, you know, God all the way. I wasn't looking to adopt. I wasn't um, out there. I had met a guy who was a lawyer in the adoption space. We had been talking and, you know, that was it. And, you know, I, I learned because I knew deep down I wanted to adopt eventually, but I thought I was going to get married, thought I was going to have, um, some bio kids and adopt. I wanted to mm. sort of recreate a big family. Okay. You know, are you the only child? No, I have no. an older brother. Okay. Okay. Uh, so just but, two of you. Yeah, okay. just two of us. And I just thought I wanted to do that. But, you know, sometimes God has other plans. Exactly. And so I got a call right before Thanksgiving in 2015. And I'd met that guy over the summer, hadn't heard from him. I didn't know why I was calling. And he explained to me a situation wasn't the best situation um, and that this woman who's having a baby, young woman, needed help. Mm. And at first I thought it was just a call for me to just help, you know, get, get some prenatal medical care, right. get a housing. But then I heard it in my head. This is your son. This oh, is wow. Your son. So. Um, I literally went from never having changed a diaper <laughs> in my life to three weeks later holding a newborn baby. And my life. Did you have changed. a nanny to help you? It, was it you just know, you? Or did you no, have. I, um, did your mom what, what come do they help call? you? Did, 
what do they call the person that you hire? Au pair? The, 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 no, that the, the, you know, when you newborn baby and they stay overnight and help. Nanny? Uh, not a no, nanny. No, 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 no. It was a, hmm. a, a night nurse. Okay, night, night nurse. nurse. Okay. I think it's called a night nurse. Mm-hmm. It's, it, 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 you know, but they're folks that, that help new parents. And, and I ne- definitely needed help. Um, you know, I'd taken some parenting classes <laughs> leading up to it, but uh, nothing none, prepares none you prepares. for three thirty eight yeah. in the morning when and, they have an explosion. And, and so <laughs> one of the best stories is I've read all these articles about how important breast milk was for development. And so <laughs> I went all over. I was living in New York City at the time. So I went all over New York City doing it was almost like doing drug deals. I would show <laughs> up, to get some breast milk. show up at a mom's house because because a lot of these mothers, they, they it was so it was like gold. It was so right. valuable to They're them, selling and, it. and it would stay, yeah. it, w- it would stay good up until six months, mm-hmm. and, and they didn't want it to go to waste. And so, when I would show up, I got on a listserv of a of a big huge mom's listserv, and then someone said, you know, there's this guy who adopted a baby, he really wants to have breast milk for his son, you know, and then I would show up and it was almost like sometimes their eyes would pop out of their head. The last thing they thought was this black man showing up to get their milk. I'd show up with a cooler and I'd load it all into the cooler like we were doing a drug deal. Right, right. And then I'd be hauling off with my cooler, getting in my Uber yeah. and going back and packing it in my freezer. Right. Um, but listen, I have so much love and empathy for those moms who shared their breast milk with me so I could share it with my son, who has a brilliant mind and is huge amounts of energy. And um, and, and so thank you. If any of you moms know are listening, they, they are listening. Thank you. Thank well, thank you to all the moms. Right, really, really. Thank women period, we mo- women even period, if you're not a even if a you're mother, not a mother, you mother in a way. You do. You do. And you when do. women show up, women show up in in ways that I think many of us men have to learn to show up better and, mm. and, and more consistently and, um, and, and with more grit. Women have a lot of grit and the ability to work through issues and problems and, 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 and do this work. So I have so much respect for, for women and our women. Right. And we're depending on a lot of women to help carry the campaign is Without well. question. I can't so, win if I don't have a whole less, cadre. Less, of support, Let it be known. female support. I need it. I please y'all go to hillharper.com. <laughs> support me. Right. Absolutely. Um, I, I, we need you. We need okay. you. Okay. So let's get into it. You say you are not a politician. No. You are our candidate for the people. Explain yes. that because, and I went to the dictionary to look up politician and the formal definition says a person who is professionally involved in politics, especially as a holder of or a candidate for an elected office. But it also had a derogatory definition, which I think is what you mean when you say you're not a politician. A person who acts in a manipulative and devious way, typically to gain advancement within an organization. Right. And so is that what you're rejecting when you say, I am not a politician? Yes. And I'm also rejecting part of the first one that talks about professional. I'm not a I'm not a professional right, uh, and that's... A seeker of office. Okay. You know, because because the, the, the part of the problem we have is many of the politicians are professional government folk, mm. professional politicians. In mm. other words, they're more concerned with staying in their job than serving the people, Ooh. which which is the where the problem fundamentally lies, mm-hmm. because I'm tired of looking and feeling like many folks I talk to across the state of Michigan that 
the person who's in office sees that office as a pedestal. Right. As if the people who put them there work for them rather than what it is, a platform to represent the interests and needs of the people. Mm -hmm. The person who sits in office is, is, an, is an extension or representation, or at least should, should be, be of the people, of the people right. particularly in Washington, D.C. When the people of Michigan send a representative to Washington, D.C., like their two U.S. senators, those two U.S. senators represent the entire state of Michigan to the country and represent our issues and represent who we are and need to be accessible, visible, and instruments and arms of the people's will. Every decision, every decision should be filtered through, is this the people's will? Does this benefit the people of Michigan and the people that, that, that I have been sent to Washington to represent? And a lot of people have to learn what a senator even does. Mm. At the end of the day, you have... Let's break it down in language first. Very, very what, quickly. What, so for the people who... You have three branches of government. Okay, right. There used to be a song that was on Saturday morning TV. I'm just a bill. Yes, I'm only a bill. Yeah, and I'm right. sitting up on Capitol Hill. <laughs> oh, yes. So here we go. You have the that. judicial branch. I went to Harvard Law School. Um, and, and that is all about the law. It's about adjudicating and ruling on the law that exists. That's what they're supposed to do. That's why it's so horrific that the Supreme Court has been politicized the way it has. Mm -hmm. The idea of the judicial branch is not to be political, okay? That's why they get lifetime appointments, so they're not supposed to be political. But we can get to that if you want to talk about it. Then you have the executive branch is where the president is, the vice president, and all of the executives. Now, what the executive branch really does is the captain of the ship, so to mm -hmm. speak, to make sure the, the, the country is running the way it's supposed to run for the best interests of all people. And they sign bills into law. They can, and they can also veto them. Right. They have veto power. And, but where the real power lies is in the legislature mm. where you have the, the Congress, you have, right. you have the Congress of the United mm -hmm. States, which is made up of the house of representatives, which you have a whole lot of house reps, what people call Congress people, and it and the number that each state gets is is dictated by its growth uh, or lack thereof in comparison to other states. So therefore, Michigan unfortunately has been losing a congressional district every ten years because mm. it's redone every ten years based off the census. Now we know the census is flawed in many ways, but we yes, won't get into that. Right. <laughs> but every state gets two U.S. senators, and the Senate is where the real power lies because ultimately your senators are responsible for many different things, not the least of which is conferring judges on the federal bench, Ooh, which okay. make makes rulings, et cetera. The Senate also, you are writing and creating legislation, which are laws, and you can amend certain things like the Constitution and certain fundamental things, and you can codify certain things like the fact that we want to actually codify women's reproductive freedom. Yes. We want to codify that so it's not about Roe v. Wade and a judicial or the Supreme Court making a decision about a court case. It's actually codified by the legislature. And that takes it out of the judiciary and into the legislature. That's just an example. Same thing, We I want to add a right to the Constitution, the right to read. We are under educating our children. Yes. They have a right to literacy and a right to read. We need to codify that so that federal resources will automatically go 
to those school districts and places where they've been derelict on that duty, where they're graduating kids that can't even write or read. 91% of Detroit school kids are below grade level in reading and in math, that we have to bring the resources to bear. It's not the teacher's fault. It's the system's fault. Right. So let's be really clear about this. Yes. And the you, funding needs to be in place so we can have those resources. They actually do it in reverse right now. Right. You have all these core testing. And, and uh, I was talking to these educators, and they're saying, Hill, we have to pass these kids along because with the core model, what happens if you don't pass the kids along, they start taking funding yes, away from you, exactly. which is the exact reverse of what should happen. If a school is underperforming, you should bring resources to it, not be taking it away. Exactly. It's ridiculous. Exactly. So that makes and as a social worker, that's near and dear. Again, and and social workers as... are heroes. I had a conversation <laughs> with social worker and they're trying to do this whole testing thing with social workers and eliminate them and all the cost and the testing. It's ridiculous when people are trying to bring yes. mental health work, social work and other things to communities that need. Yet you can't get the hours you need working under a certain type of social worker right. to get the accreditation and then have the test. It's and all these barriers. $700 for the testing to be certified. All of these different bureaucratic uh, red exactly. tape that you have exactly. to go through. So that makes me want to transition to your platform. And so on your website, it says climate, ju climate justice, yes. jobs and economic disparity, yes. universal health care, yes. end of filibuster. But I've also heard you talk about education yes. and about uh, getting the student loan debt. So possibly yes. continuing with Biden with what he student loan debt with. relief. I want to take it even further. <clears throat> I believe in high quality, free pre-K when you're investing in young minds, it's the best investment we right. can make. It pays you back eight, nine, 10 fold. There's no investment that pays you back like that. And the simple thing about it is you save so much on the back end because you'll have lower incarceration rates and all of these other things. Exactly. It costs, it costs, our state significantly more to incarcerate someone than to send them to Michigan State. Exactly. So, so let's figure that out. And hopefully, so, they go to University of Michigan, though. Okay. Okay. There, <laughs> hey, let's there. be clear. As a Wolverine, I've got to put that in. Yeah, there. That I'm, is I'm good. Just, there just, are seventy wonderful to to college, college universities right. and community college, college in the period. state of Michigan, <laughs> and and college and community college should be free. Right. It, absolutely. It should be because absolutely. because we used to have quality public education through grade twelve free. Now, post high school is necessary in today's idea economy, whether it's community college, whether it's trade or a, a high skill trade school or whether it's college for your college. The point is, is that that should be covered exactly. and we shouldn't be saddling young people with, with the cost, right. that level of debt. It stifles entrepreneurship, yes. it stifles job creation, it stifles their ability to want to learn and to do new things and create new solutions in the world. And so student loan debt relief is a massive thing for me. Right, and so also I appreciate how you stated about banning weapons yes. of mass murder. Yes. Uh, because I agree with you as far as our children should not have to go to school and go through these drills. Exactly. It's traumatizing. It's traumatizing. Having them get on the floor. I, I get it. Like You would like, never do that at home. You'd right, never do that. Right. Would you do that at Oh, get on the cupboard. Right. You're not going to scare your child that way, and you're not going to traumatize. Yes, we're allowing that to happen at school because we will not take on the NRA and the billion-dollar gun lobby and, and say enough is enough. We, we 
We're not going to allow this in this country anymore. And I don't even want to get into a Second Amendment debate with the NRA. Uh-oh. They want to have Second Amendment debates and call a gun control. I'm not talking about gun control. I'm talking about banning weapons of mass murder, the reclassification of high mag, semi-automatic and automatic weaponry as weapons of mass murder. My father used to take me skeet shooting and things. Keep your guns. Keep your rifle. Keep your pistol. That's okay. That's what the guns. When, when, when the Second Amendment was written in an arm or a musket, it took you three minutes to load it and you get to shoot it once. This technology is right. a completely it's, different set of te- it's a different weapon. It's just like we don't allow people to come in and buy bombs and 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 high grade explosives. Those are weapons of mass destruction, weapons of mass murder. So is an automatic semi-automatic high mag weapon. I want to ban reclassify them and ban them and do very high you know, high value gun buybacks by the government. Mm. It's been shown to work across the world. High value. High value, meaning okay. you pay a lot for these guns people to get them. To bring their guns. People say, okay. man, no, there's a bunch of these guns already out there, man. No one's going to bring them back, dude. You know, and I'm like, no. If we Country, offer you the you money. Listen, my grandma used to say you could see the state of an economy by driving past a pawn shop and see how full the, the parking lot is. Mm. People are hurt, hurting right now yes. financially. They're hurting. And if you offer the right amount of money, they'll People compare yeah. the, 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 their their semi-automatic weapon with that money. I'm like, hmm. Mm, right, you. exactly. You I'm offer not, me a yeah, thousand dollars for not, it, yeah. Exactly. So we're gonna get these guns off the street. Right. I love it. I love that. So the main question I'm sure people have been inundating you with, mm-hmm. you know, what makes you qualified to be a U.S. senator? Okay. A lot of people are saying, like, I like him as an actor. I like him as an author and an activist. But what does he know about policy? What does he know Well, about being a, couple a senator? different things. I believe the U.S. Senate is a representative body, or at least it should be, and it hasn't been. In the history of this country, there have been 2,002 U.S. senators, but only 11 have been African-American. Mm-hmm. And two, it, yeah. two of those 11 were appointed right after Reconstruction and Mississippi, and they were, you know, Right. They were gone quick. Mm-hmm. And and um, there have been a higher percentage of African-American presidents than there have been African-American senators in the U.S. Right. It's only three black men right now in right the now. U.S. Senate. Only three. Only three away. right now. And only even three. if they were there have only been 11 in history. And even if they were 11 right now, we would still be underrepresented. Exactly. So and I'm not just talking about the idea of racial diversity. If I was because it. Life experience is what you bring to the United States Senate. Mm. So if I was elected to the United States Senate, I'd be one of very few African-Americans, yes. And I'd be bringing that life experience. I'd also be the only current union member in the United States. So I'd be bringing that, particularly in a time when there is a mounting pressure to, of corporations attempting to crush unions, even though the top 1% is making more than ever. They still want to crush mm. the labor and, and, and I'm a fervent advocate for unions. I also would be one of very few U.S. senators with a school-aged child. And that experience of children, I would also be Brings one of the very few senators that's a small business owner. Oh, so, so that's what needs to happen. You need representation that represents the people because I've had experience and life experience people. Now, we can go back and talk about my educational background and talk about the fact I went to Harvard Law School and graduated at the top of my class. I went to the Kennedy School of Government where I got my master's in government, graduated at the top of my class. And then President Obama appointed me to the president's cancer panel where we made recommendations to the White House around cancer policy. And then I've written four New York Times bestselling books about real issues facing people and solving problems. You know. Plus, I'm a small business owner. Plus, I'm a father. 
Uh, and, and so that thought, I'll put my resume up against anybody. And you wouldn't be the first one. Let's note who actually did not have formal experience, who's held a political office. Let's just put that out there. There's been plenty. You know, it's been plenty, too many. I want to go back to the small business owner yes. part where you own the roasting plant, the coffee. Coffee shop coffee in downtown Detroit. Detroit. It's the best coffee in the state of Michigan. <laughs> It is. I'm gonna. I'm not a coffee drinker, but hopefully you we all have great tea. tea. Oh, great I'm tea. a tea drinker. Our tea okay. is phenomenal. So, a friend of mine wanted me to ask, "What are you going to do as far as supporting small businesses, micro enterprises?" Yes, yeah. small businesses are critical, particularly as far as community development and job creation. Absolutely, and I think they're the bedrock of that. And mm -hmm. so, th th when we think about enterprise, unfortunately, federally, the resources go towards the big players who have yep. lobbyists in Washington. So mm -hmm. you see us bailing out banks to the tune of trillions of dollars, but you don't see money being made available in the form of zero interest loans mm -hmm. for folks who want to create a podcast studio and create a business in a community. Uh, the first three years <clears throat> of a new business are their most vulnerable time. Right. We should be able to undergird these businesses because they're the ones that will be creating jobs in community and investment matters. Being able to invest there are too many neighborhoods across the state of Michigan where within two to three miles, you cannot get any fresh produce. Exactly. Food deserts. It, exactly. Yes. And I don't even choose to use the term food desert. And I'll tell you why. Deserts are naturally occurring in nature. Mm. I use the term food apartheid Ooh. because they're systemic and they're purposeful. This is systemic problem. It's not natural. No. Because <clears throat> it's about lack of investment and lack of ownership of the people in communities. Because if you put up a farmer's market in these neighborhoods, people would be buying the produce. Absolutely. And so what we have is bad government policy where we give people snap money. The only place they can do in their communities is a three-inch plexiglass place where they can buy Funyuns right. or Fago or Verners. Right. That's it. Maybe a single buy banana. Yep. Yet And the fruit isn't fresh. Yet our farmers two hours to the north are having a problem, particularly the small farmers competing against big ag because they pay 10x more for fertilizer. They can't compete on price. And so why can't we solve two problems at once? Why can't we say, okay, you're going to be able to accept this snap money from this community, but you're, and we're going to undergird to help you lower your price and cost, <clears throat> but you're going to have to bring this fresh produce into right. the community. The neighborhood, the, the urban neighborhood, neighborhood, not just the suburbs into a farmer's market in the neighborhoods that have are experiencing and food apartheid a, and make it, it available, make it affordable, affordable and available. And you are going to also be financially incentivized to hire the people from that community mm -hmm. to sell within that community. So now we created jobs in the community. We helped small farming. We created fresh food and healthy food in the community. And we allowed the same people that were spending that, that they're getting SNAP dollars to actually eat healthy. All we right. can solve multiple problems. It's like a triple And their children win. can grow and their brains can develop right. without high fructose corn syrup. And, and you want to know why none of that ever happens? It's because nobody is in Washington advocating for a solution like that because there's nobody from those smaller constituency groups writing checks to them or we're still handing under the table legislation saying, hey, this I'm a special interest group. I'm a big ag lobbyist. I'm a this. I represent this this grocery store chain. 
I want this legislation passed. Yes, mm, exactly. Okay. So we've got a little under 10 minutes left and I appreciate everyone watching. Unfortunately, we won't get to all the questions, but we appreciate you all tapping in. But one main question I want to ask, you are a Midwesterner. Yes. From Iowa. Born in Iowa. Born in Iowa. That's better than being born in Ohio. If you're <laughs> yes, in, yes, by the way. Yes. Uh, again, because I'm a Wolverine. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So I want to ask, why Michigan? And specifically, why Detroit? Because a lot of people are like, why did he end up here? So how did you, you know end what? up in you Michigan? Know what? You, know what breaks, Detroit? you know what breaks my heart about when people say, why did he end up here? Is because what what in some ways they're signaling is saying, if I had a choice, I wouldn't have come here. And, mm. and, and, and that's a sad, sad mm. state because I chose Michigan because it's the best people in the world are here. Mm. And I wish a lot of more people need to choose Michigan like I chose Michigan. And that's what I want to represent. We do have the Great Lakes. We, we did the Great. I mean, listen, it's beautiful. Yeah, the Great summer. Lakes. You know, you have the Sleeping Bear Dunes, which are beautiful. Right. If you ever run up those. You have so much outdoor space, but then you also just have the best people in the world, people that have grit and a backbone and a hard work ethic, people who have also this soul and creativity and, and a sense of humor and ability to run the dozens and laugh. And then you have people who are just kind that 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 that, that have that grandmama kindness. Come on here, baby, have a lemonade kind. Right. <laughs> and, and there's very few places I've ever been in the world where people have a combination of all of those things. There's some places where there's two of the three. But nobody has all three except here. And so when I came here, I had met so many people from Detroit because of my roommate, Brian Mathis, was the University of Michigan grad. He was my roommate for four years at Harvard. And he married uh, Carla Diggs, who's Judge Diggs' daughter from here from Detroit. They went to Cass High School. Oh, yeah, CT. And, you know, hey, fired I, I met, up. My, my other alma mater, yes. Swan Loomis. I met Swan Loomis. I met Karen Brown. I met Randy Washington, who married Swan. He went to Michigan State. So I met a lot of Michiganders, a lot of Detroiters. But when I came back here to do films about a decade, a little over a decade ago, when Michigan had a media tax incentive, right. which is ridiculous that they got rid of, which we're going to fight to bring back. So exactly. stand by for that. We're fighting to bring that back. Right. And so more arts, art I, period in the schools, period. more arts in the schools. And period. so I met some of the best people in the world. And a lot of my friends, I had a fraternity brother named Derek Albert. He was like, man, you need to buy a house here. Buy a house here, man. And, and, and it stuck in my head. and I wasn't ready to do that at that moment. But I said to myself, when I have kids, I'm going to raise my kids here because I want my kids to turn out like the people here more than the people in Hollywood. Mm. So so I uh, adopted my son, like we said, just right at the end of 2015, December 19th is the day he was born. And then I got a house here in 2016 and I bought my coffee business a year later. Okay. I so I've, I've been here for seven years. I've owned my coffee shop for six years. And, you know, second only to adopting my son, moving here is the best decision I ever made. And I wish people here would be so proud of, of that because we need to encourage other people to move here so we stop losing congressional right, districts. Right, right. And Detroit, Detroit is definitely a gem. And I have to t I tell people on a national level, I know it looks a There's certain no place way, like it. but when you're here. So do you feel since you it's 83 counties 83 in Michigan? Counties. And I heard you say how fundamentally uh, the farmer in Remus, Michigan, wants the same as the mom on Mac and Drexel. That's right. And so me as a social worker, a lot of times I've seen the disparities in urban areas versus rural areas. So what do you mean by that when you say they fundamentally want the same? Because a lot of those farmers 
I'm gonna be honest, they voted for 45. Yeah, they did. <laughs> so, so how was it that they fundamentally want the same as the mom on Macking Drex? Well, this is the point about what the technology of politics and the okay. sad fact is, is that poor and rural white folks have been convinced to vote Republican. Mm -hmm. And poor and urban black folks have been convinced to vote Democrat. Right. And when they fundamentally have very similar issues and desire for solutions, one, access to quality health care without mm -hmm. filing for personal bankruptcy and having right. it be close. In, in the rural areas across this state, there are local and rural hospitals closing at alarming rates. And in some cases you live out in the place, you will not get medical care for over an hour. Mm. The corner of Mac and Drexel, you may call 911 and not get okay. medical care for okay. over an hour. All right. And so those issues are similar. High quality, affordable health care that does not have you choosing between a prescription drug and paying for your mortgage or your rent. The other okay. thing is, is safe schools for their kids to attend. And the idea of being able to have a quality education for your child, but also having them feel safe. And when you know you leave them at school, they're going to come home. They, but both sets want that. The other, the other side of it is the economic development. They want jobs. They want to earn a living wage. The idea of not falling in, you know, the two massive pieces of debt in our country are student loan debt and credit card debt. And people are getting more and more underwater because all they're doing is paying their monthly minimums. They're not cutting right. into the principal. And that's happening both in the rural areas and, and in, in the, the cities. Okay. And so the fact is both groups should be voting for a candidate like me because I want to represent all of Michigan and those groups and their issues and solve the, all of those problems simultaneously as their representative. It has nothing to do with Democrat, Republican. It has to do with solving problems being a person. And, and being a human family. person that, that is advocating for families across Michigan, advocating for the people. This is a this is a platform that is powered by the people. And that's why we need funding, y'all. We need you to go to hillharper.com. Okay. Please yeah. go to hillharper.com and $2, $5, $10, $15, $25, whatever you can afford, no amount is too small because we are a grassroots campaign with many thousands and tens of thousands of donors. That's what we need. And please share it with your network. Absolutely. Share share that link. with you. Go into your phone. We all have networks. Text it to your friends and family. Say, hey, give this brother $5. That's the only way he's going to get up. elected. Give this up. brother $5. It adds up. Okay. So we've got two minutes. And I want to finish on a fun note. Okay. Because anyone who knows me knows that I'm about the business, but I like to have a little fun. Rocky's too. reality. Yes, absolutely. So I want to talk about your favorite things. Okay, let's go. Favorite food. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, that's so. I heard you say Detroit food. pizza is the best. That's Detroit on record. Detroit pizza, pizza is, is the best. best. But pizza is not my favorite food. Okay. So my favorite food is actually uh, 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 collard greens black eyed peas and turkey oh, I with, love with, it. with with real fresh homemade cranberry sauce mm, mm, so not out the can not, not out the can. can not out the can okay favorite activity with pierce oh you know we were playing catch today i i like playing catch um i'm you know i want him to not be <laughs> i hate to say one of those kids where when the ball comes it hits him in the face right, you know? right. so i want him pierce. to be able to catch the ball and throw the ball and so we've been playing catch okay basketball or football you know what? I was great at both. You know, if you saw the movie, he got game. 
you know, I played with all pros right, in right. basketball, but then I was all state in California when I was in high school in football and I played in football in college, but I was never that big. But so I would, I enjoy basketball more and I enjoy watching and going to basketball games more than football games. Okay. Now, uh, I still love football. I was probably on an aggregate, since I'm not that tall, I was probably better at football than I was at basketball. I didn't play basketball in college, but I did play football in college. I love that. And speaking of football, I see you're going to be at my alma mater on Saturday. They or are you going to be there at the is there a football game volunteer signature gathering event? A signature gathering event of a football game, but Saturday. If, I'm gonna be up north. Up oh, north, okay. Oh, so they're doing it there. They're doing it there. For yeah. There. So shout out to my alma mater Volunteers. during the Michigan game versus East Carolina. They're doing a volunteer signature gathering. That's event. right. So you won't actually my be surrogates, there. Surrogates for the campaign. That and that's what we need. And this is really important. I'm glad you mentioned that. See, campaign is not a me thing. It's a we thing. Right. This thing doesn't work if it's just Hill Harper and it's about Hill. This is about the people. It's about surrogates. Join our campaign. Go on to hillharper.com and volunteer. We need people all over the country volunteering, but particularly we need people all over in all 83 counties in Michigan. Absolutely. And we have things that you could do to help us build this movement. We're building a movement because fundamentally we need people to thrive over survive. Absolutely. I always many, say that. Too many you, you have to thrive, not just survive. That's right. That's I it. Love that. And that's what we're working on because people finally are starting to believe in better because we talk about believing in better. But at the end of the day, the reason why you believe is to buy in, to start doing the work, to make it so, to make it better. It's not just going to get better. better. Right. We got to do, do the work, work we to do make the work. it so. so. Right. Well, I thank you, Hill. Thank you. For coming. Thank I appreciate you. So much you. for having me, Rocky. Uh, and I'm definitely willing to do the work with you. People can go to healhopper.com, yes. sign up for the emails, follow you at healhopper on social media. Yeah, just at healhopper on social. But but the campaign website is the key because that's going to be our foundation from which we grow people and, and, and people volunteer. People also can give and donate. And so that is the key piece there. Okay, Hillharper.com. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for watching. We're going to kind of cut it a little short today because thank Hill you has everybody. to run and go pick up Piers. So I know how I that is go as a parent. we got to go get Piers. Sun's going down. Right, right, right. Exactly. So thank you, everyone, for watching. And thank you again thank you. for joining us. And please know that you have a spot here on Rocky's Reality. This is not goodbye. This is see you later. That's right. We, please we, come we, back and visit because no. it's going to be a long campaign. It is. We got next, next year. year. We, we will come back and talk about where we are in the campaign and yep. talk about all the thousands of volunteers that this show helped create, the thousands of dollars that this show helped bring in Absolutely. through small dollar donors. So thank you. God bless you and thank you. All right. Thanks, thank everybody. You You're welcome. All right. Thank you, everyone, for watching Rockets Reality. We will see you next week, 7 p.m. sharp.